it was possible for a fixture to have minus goals in it, it would be Tottenham versus Burnley. Both teams just in their own halves, not going. Yeah. The, ball, the ball just stays in the middle, like, 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 like a dodgeball, like, <laughs> like table football where the ball yeah, is in yeah, the middle, yeah, yeah. and everyone's just doing backflips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome, guys. Episode twenty-two of the away end. We've actually got past twenty, boys. Fucking hell, that's uh, I'm actually pretty buzzed about that. That's a, it's a good. Boys, I'm happy. It's good start. Good, good start, Daniel. It's going to be a good, good episode. Jimbo, you're cutting in me already, mate. You can hear him down there. Give us a shout, mate. Yes, yes. How are we doing, lads? Oh, you know, cracking on, mate. Getting on with it. <laughs> Baker, over in Didsbury, give me a shout, mate. Evening, Daniel. How are we? Ooh, you know, cracking on, mate. Cracking Stop on. I'm saying cracking on. I, I mean... <laughs> I'm stuck in a loop right now. It's fucking lockdown. I hadn't seen anyone but Speed, my housemate, in about fucking, I don't know how many days, weeks now. I just, you know, it's it's one of them. You can hear him, Joey, over in Leeds. Give us a shout, mate. How you doing, boys? Yeah, cracking Um, on, mate. Cracking on. Yeah, just cracking on. Joey's got that northern twang. So he's a Burnley fan for all his sins, right? We're going to have some real negativity on this podcast, I think. Baker... And Joey, I mean, Joey's got a little bit of optimism about Burnley because of certain situations, which we'll go into in a minute. But also, he's read an athletic article today, also, which which has then made him shit himself a little bit. It's pissed on my chips a little bit. <laughs> you thought that Haaland was coming to, to Burnley, didn't you, mate? Or Messi or someone, right? Mate, I've already got my Mbappe shirt printed. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to send it back. <laughs> Just a fucking normal Burnley shirt with white marker on the back. <laughs> I think that's the perfect place to start at this point with the, the midweek. We're going to cover one midweek game because it's me and Joey, United versus Burnley, and then we'll, we'll, we're will we not going to crack on. We're just going to get on with the Premier League, run down Saturday, Sunday, and we'll, we've got a few extras a little extras coming up, which Baker's contributed to, as always. Some absolute screaming goals this this week. I, I think we, I think we really seriously are in danger of not cracking on here. I know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> Joey, United Burnley in midweek on Tuesday, one nil United. We don't need to go into too much detail. Would you say that was a classic Burnley display of, unfortunately, 4-4-2 defending and not much going forward, let's be honest? Uh, yeah, the moment, certainly. I think when you take out Dwight McNeil, who is our only creative player, who I think is, a, is at a Premier League level, yeah, I think what you've seen there is a particularly blunted performance by what is already quite a blunt attacking side. Me and Jim have covered that a lot in this podcast. And yeah. we, if you've listened to anything, we don't want to rip into them too much, but yeah. I do. Oh, go on, mate. <laughs> well, you, you can do. If, if, nah. without, without context... Like yeah, I can I can see why you would rip into Burnley because yes, they do play a very negative brand of football. They have to, you know, they have to essentially play the percentages in order to make up for what they lack in terms of resources, and also what I think is pretty much 
incompetence when it comes to actually acquiring players. I don't even think it's necessarily like a lack of massive lack of financial strength. I, th- I genuinely just think they're massively incompetent when it comes to recruitment. I think every so, everyone who supports any club, I think they think that their club is incompetent. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. All right. Well, let me just let me just. All right, I've prepared. I've prepared. Yeah. Right. So just I want you to from now on. I want you guys to just frame every Burnley performance that you see within the framework of their operating transfer wise. Five or ten years behind every other club in the league. So what, Sean Dyche? Wait, 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 five or ten years behind Newcastle, yeah. Baker? Would you say? I mean, we dropped forty million on a player last summer. So and oh, true, dropped, actually, yeah. And that's what our squad that kept, that we put out against Man United cost in total. One oh, Joe wow. Linton. That is not a good sign. One Joe Linton. <laughs> so just to give you an example, so Burnley. Let's take the last twelve months. So let's compare against a team like Fulham. So in just the last. Um, transfer market they're expected to go down where expected to somehow survive they signed Anthony Robinson Mario Lamina Harrison Reed, Ariola from PSG Adair Ibayo Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Terence Congolo that's just in summer in the last 12 months so two last two uh, transfer windows we've signed Josh Brownhill and Dale Stevens. that's it those, those are it that's it oh wow like, West Brom have Pereira, Dian Garner, Colin Robinson, Ivanovic, Conor Gallagher, Carlin Grant, you know, Villa, Matt Cash, Ollie Watkins, Martinez, Benetrori, Barkley, you know, the list goes on and on and on for every other team. But we're just like, because we've been like preparing for this takeover, I think they've been holding back in um, sort of investing in the squad themselves. Steve, like all of our forwards are over 30, none of them are scoring goals, you know, and we're shit. So that's also true. It's basically no deal Brexit football, isn't it? It fucking is, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, mate. That is that's a very. I like that, Jim. We're going with that. It's this no deal Brexit football. It's no deal. Yeah, it is. There's no fucking garlic bread. There's no centre forward. There's no. There's no bell peppers, man. It's just... <laughs> Baker, you've been suspiciously quiet this whole time. I feel like you got something to say, surely, on this matter, mate. I mean, I'm just in a way, I'm like, I'm listening to it. I do, I do, I do feel for you, but at the same time, like he's talking about a takeover that actually has happened. Where I'm (laughs) clasping at every Saudi Arabian straw that goes past, (laughs) (laughs) begging for one. But I mean, I suppose no, it's not, it's not ideal, is it? I mean, do you do you think that you're genuinely in danger this year? Because I still there's something about Burnley, something about Dyche that I don't, I still never really feel like you're gonna drop into it. You know what I mean? He's just got too much. It's just too much know-how, I think. Yeah. Well, the problem is that we've been surviving on the know-how of Dyche and like the experience of our senior players ever since we came seventh. Ever since we've finished seven, we've we've lost. We've we have we've had a net loss of players um, through retirement releasing. You know, we didn't even get a penny for Jeff Hendrick. Cheers, by the way, for that. Um, <laughs> Baker, Baker. Um, he's, been, he's been such a star. We're so glad to have him. We, yeah, but yeah. But how, okay, so there you go. How, how do you think we feel that he was? a key player. He was one of our most skilled players. I don't, I don't even for a minute think he's a bad player. I just think he's been managed by someone who was like half a Sean Dyche, if that. <laughs> half Dyche. Oh, yeah. he, wish, he, he wishes he was Dyche. He wears Sean Dyche pyjamas. Jesus. <laughs> he wears Sean Dyche pyjamas. That's the name of the podcast already. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> just pack it up, man. It don't get better than that. <laughs> No, to be fair, in that respect, now I've had Joey on Jimbo, I think we need to I think we need to rein it in a little bit. That that, that is mm. that is pretty horrendous. Two players. 
And I'm going to be honest, Dale Stevenson, I don't even know who he is. I'm going to say, it's called Dale Stevens. Like <laughs> hey, we, we, have to, we have to hold off now. It's a bit like yeah. the bully, bullying the disabled kid at school. <laughs> it? Oh, yeah, it is a bit. But, what I, but I'll, just, just, I'll just finish by saying, instead, so, but instead of like pitying them, I would just say every point that they get, just be like, wow, they did, they did that. You yeah, know? you get a gold star. Well done. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> We know what we know what apathy Jim's got for for clubs who play good football or don't play good football with Leeds last week. Jim Jim's gonna have no mercy on Burnley in a couple of weeks. He'll have forgotten all about you, Joey, and he'll be saying fucking Leeds are playing brilliant football and they're, and they're not winning. Burnley are playing shit football and they're not winning. I hate both of them. Oh man, you can't win, can you? Can't win. <laughs> anyway, do you actually want to talk about the game? Um, yeah, yeah, it was. The Burnley-United game was what it was, exactly what I expected it to be. United didn't really have that much going forward because they just any team that seems to play like Burnley do, United always struggle against them. Any of the big teams do, apart from normally City and Liverpool. Liverpool being the exception at the moment. but They are finding that goal, though, aren't they? Whereas they used to struggle and not find the goal and then come away losing 1-0 or drawing 0-0. Yeah, I think I think this, this streak at the moment he's got going... Is yeah, it's definitely making them a lot more confident going forward. But I think I still can't see past either City or Liverpool to do anything. I, I don't really want to talk about the game too much, to be honest, because I was, I was, it, it was what it was, and we've got another juicier United game. <laughs> Joey, yeah, Joey, yeah. you want you want to talk Burnley? No, I, all I will say is that Tarkowski, fuck me, he should have scored during the last minute of that game. Yeah, but I, I, I would also carry on by saying I'm also a closet United, a United sympathizer as well. I do. I was brought up. I was brought up on both camps, and I do appreciate Man United. You are literally the worst sort of person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like the anti James, man. Yeah, yeah. Anti Jimmy. In that respect, I think we don't need to talk any more about Man United because even our Burnley fan is a sympathiser for Man United. So let's crack on with the the games this week. Sorry, crack on again. Um, (laughs) West (laughs) from. West Brom versus Wolves, 3-2. Is Sam Allardyce just... What is going on with him, man? I don't... Last week he was a shithouse. Maybe yeah. now he's a tactical genius. I don't know. Uh, but he's not. He's still... It's such a shithouse win. Like, two penalties... It was. Penalties and a long throw. Like... Um. <laughs> it's like it's some sort of voodoo that he's got. Like, is this still fucking work somehow? I don't understand. Hey, three points is three points, man. No, exactly, exactly, exactly. And and what I would say you'd say before the season started that Wolves away is not a game you're going to expect to get anything out of. Yeah, true. To be fair, they they were not expecting points. At, not even one out of that. I wouldn't have thought really. And it's, it's, it's big derby as well for them. Yeah, no, I that's true, argue, actually. Yeah. I, would, I would argue this maybe says more about Wolves than it does about West. West yeah. I was just going to yeah. say that. Nuno's not really in, in risk of losing his job, but are they are they just on one of them seasons where it seems like with losing, um, what's the name, Jimenez up front, it does really seem to have affected them big time, doesn't it? What do you think? He keeps sticking around with the back line as well. He keeps switching from three to four mm. and moving Which... defenders around, playing Cody like... I think Cody usually goes in the middle of the front of the back three. I think that might be 
I might be wrong, but he definitely has a set position. Last season, played there every game. Started yeah. moving them around a bit, playing playing players out of position. Obviously, Jimenez going going missing because of that horrible injury doesn't help. But it's not as if they're creating tons for them to miss. You know no. what I mean? I think we've mentioned it a couple of weeks ago as well. Fabio Silva was definitely just a project. He what he was meant to come in and play under Jimenez for a season or two, and then hopefully, yeah, you know, you get the full potential out of him. But throwing him in in the Premier League. Looking at him, he just doesn't even look big enough. He does look pretty, pretty small, doesn't he? And it he needs to get down the gym with Triori, mate. <laughs> Or he can spot him on the weights. Troy must be looking at him with just absolute disgust. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're lining up on the same team, you think. What? Body shaming him. I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember who it was, but Connor Cody was on it. And he said that um, Adama Traore never goes to the gym. That's and absolute he's fucking... Never, he's what? never been in the gym to do weight training. Oh, what? Someone, someone has actually... I'm pretty sure I've heard that as well, Joey. You know, someone has said like, he did... Back in the day, but now he's literally just an absolute unit and just plays yeah. football. So it's just like residual muscle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe just getting in like maybe I haven't got a car and he just gets in massive Tesco shops every week. <laughs> Carrying the bags for the whole team. Yeah, yeah. So if he's lasting on muscle he, he built up a while ago, imagine if he had still been going to the gym, it'd be fucking ridiculous. Oh, mate. mate, the guy's a fucking cube, man, honestly. <laughs> He would, yeah, have, a... he would have had the Adiak in by problem where he would have just reached critical mass at one point. He would just, <laughs> just stop being able to move. Akin Fem was still knocking around the championship doing a decent job. So. Yeah, Wickham, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the team I played for once and I was six. Oh, fucking hell. Twice in two weeks now. I was like, milking Twice in two weeks. Come on, mate. You peak at age six. You don't have to. You peak at age six. Anyway, I think. We, we've covered that fairly nice. I think Bruno, I think Nuno's fine, isn't he? He's, he oh, got even... fucking Bruno on the mind, mate. Well, I've got Bruno on the mind all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be fine, isn't he? He will be, even if he came 10th or even finished bottom half, I still think they'd keep him anyway, wouldn't they? I think yeah. that I think that this is, um, I know we're going to move on, but I think Nuno, this is the first time I've seen Nuno have to put, have had to deal with this in his career. You know, he's got, he's lost his key guy, Jimenez, who I actually think is one of the top three, if not, one of the best strikers in the Premier League. I think he's. I think he's a massive, massive loss. He, he doesn't just score goals. He, you know, he comes deep. He collects the ball. He links attack in, in midfield, and then he just like powerhouses half volleys from the edge of the box when it feels like it. I feel like you know this is his big. Te- this is his first really big test, Nuno. Mm. And it will be interesting to see how he responds to the adversity. Yeah, uh, do you think it's like? Is that good? Is that like? Oh mate, that was, hey, that, that, was, was that was that was actual mate. beauty. I <laughs> thought I was watching match of the day then. <laughs> Go on, Jimbo. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, do you think it's like? It's obviously a bit of worry going around, but do you think it's like? Uh, is he reaching the end of his tenure? Is is it is it is that? what it is or has he not got the tools that he needs is he fizzling out in that way is it long-term worry is what i'm saying baker go on mate i don't think he's been there long enough to have any kind of burnout to be honest but he's he's also he's also in a framework that really really suits him in terms of recruitment in terms of in terms of support staff up, up like in the upper echelons of the club but i think when promoted clubs get promoted and they have success to start with you do sort of hit this sort of malaise after a while of like what what are we gonna? What are we gonna be? What are we gonna do? Mm. I would know because Newcastle are one of them. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
Uh, but I think I think Wolves are just having that sort of. I mean, they had that they had the European season last year, and who knows how much that took out of them because their pre-season was even shorter than everyone else's. Yeah, that's true. They were in the quarters of the Europa League last year, so there's definitely. I wouldn't push the panic button just yet. I think I think as well, like when you get when you hit that ceiling, like you said, with the promoted team, when they come up and they get Europe so quickly, some of the players might even in their mentality just be like, you know, we've got that to that place. You've got to have a manager to keep motivating to get to that place, right? So. Mm. Anyway, anyway, let's crack on. Let's crack on, mate. Uh, <laughs> Brighton leads. 1-0 Brighton and we've been banging the drum for Brighton for the past couple of weeks and it was an actual beauty for Mope wasn't it really nicely worked goal do you any of you guys see it Baker go on oh that's a great goal so I'm, I've been we've, been we've been circle jerking part of the so long I'm glad it's like pay off now <laughs> like the um, West Brom game earlier I think this says more about Leeds than it does about Brighton in a way because Brighton play how they always play and Leeds just looks so blunt and tired do you know what I mean it's that obviously they play incredibly incredibly good football all the time and everyone loves wanking off about it Poffinger but Bielsa has to, Bielsa does have this effect and I know it's a bit of a fucking cliche to say but he doesn't work his players like fucking dogs and sooner or later you've got to keep that up over a season that's already fucking truncated they're going to they're going to knack themselves out at some point unless they recruit which I'm not sure they will yeah. do did you guys uh, not to jump off the game for a set I thought it was Probably is worth talking about a bit, but did you see the um, see the manager's reaction? Where the manager that, from the team that beat Leeds in the FA Cup? Did you oh, see his yeah. reaction after the game? Well, really, he was just like he was like, uh, "What can you take away? What can you take away from this game from beating Leeds?" And he was just like, "I don't know." I think it was the Crawley manager. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and then oh, the caption was like, oh, how did this guy like out out Bielsa Bielsa basically?" And he's just like, I "Don't know, don't know." Like, what did you do to win the game? Just fucking won it, didn't Played we? Play football, <laughs> innit? <isn't it? laughs> oh, now you've took us off the game for one second. What we did need to say: West Brom have got West Ham next Tuesday, and Wolves have Chorley in the FA Cup next Friday. But crack oh, on, Baker. Fucking Chorley, that's. Gonna I know, be mate. It's going to be a tasty boy. That is. It's going to be great. Is it at Wolves? Or is that- uh, I think it's at Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Go on, go on, mate. Sorry, back on to Leeds Brighton. The absolute wank fest over Graham Potter. <laughs> Baker, start us off. Joey, chip in, mate. When 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 yeah. Baker finished with his point, pal. Go on. I mean, what were you, I mean, were you finished? I've sort of said I've said my piece, and also I just want to say one thing to come out this week is um Lamptey signed a new deal with Brighton. You know your man. That's another sort of indication they're definitely going in the right direction anyway. yeah I'm a, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Brighton I think they play yeah. the right way I think um, what I'm particularly pleased about this though is I, you know I've been that I'm in Leeds I'm a Burnley fan in Leeds and I have colleagues who are mostly Leeds fans the amount of fucking wanking off people are doing over Bielsa like honestly my, my, my boss has got a small statue of Bielsa sat on a bucket and he just takes <laughs> he takes photos of it in different places and sends it to me and I'm like you fucking calm down man uh, yeah <laughs> you're about 10th mate you play nice football but calm down I know, I know. thou shall not follow <laughs> false idols I know look I, I, I understand that Leeds have been out of the fray for a long time and they've been dicked about by like crazy Italian owners you know all kinds of crazy gone to league one and all that and you know i can understand the degree of over emotional reaction to it but god damn they're just so i i'm almost enjoying it and i didn't particularly enjoy the backlash that um i can't remember what which is called the female pundit who like oh yeah had, who had the audacity to basically say yeah what i thought was a completely valid point like mm. oh, you, you know there was a break in covid as we've already discussed you know um 
Bielsa works his players to the ground, that that break might have given him an advantage, which mm. I think is absolutely fair. And she yeah. absolutely of course, wins. yeah. I mean, I think, it's, it's not even about like, like whether you agree with it or not. It's the way people came out and fucking attacked her. Like, if you don't agree with it, that's fine. Yeah. It doesn't it, matter. It was the official Twitter account yeah. of the club that, that piled on. And like, if it had just been sort of knobhead fans, I think you could put the fucking club to jump on it like that. And they haven't taken a point since that happened. So, can't go to being This is why I miss Twitter, innit? By the way, by the way, <clears throat> Helder Costa, Meslier, Jack Harrison, Rodrigo, Robin Koch, Rafinha. <laughs> That's, that's quite a list, mate. You have got, you have done your research, pal. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, fuck my life. Well, <laughs> Gary, when you when you look at this piece of paper you've got in front of you, do you see yeah. individual names or do you just see the big letters of the word jealousy? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a bit jealous. I mean, we have got Dale Stevens, so <laughs> Dale Stevenson. Oh yeah, Stevenson, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> and Josh Brown, something. I don't know what it is. Um, Leeds have got Newcastle coming up uh, next Tuesday. Baker, uh, you can play five four. You can play five four one there, can't you, mate? That's exactly the kind of time you want Brucey to be playing a behind, men behind you know, the ball, right? What the teams? Obviously, we'll come on to this later. But the teams have come out tonight for Arsenal away, and he's playing a more attacking formation at Arsenal away. Than he did at Sheffield United. Are you kidding me? Bruce is losing his head, mate. He's got he, he's got he's got shit for brains, man. I'm not even kidding <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I mean, you're playing, he's got like Joe Linton, Carol, Wilson, Almiron all starting. Yes. Mate, I fancy you for that. No. Let's go. Jimbo loves that. Go, mate. <laughs> mate, if you get a result against Arsenal, mate, I'll literally drive up to Manchester tonight and kiss your feet. <laughs> Um, Brighton have Blackpool in the FA Cup on Saturday. Uh, on to your boys, Joey. Uh, Burnley, West Ham. My one point on this one was, how the fuck did like your lads, literally every single ball in midweek, the cross that came in, Tarkovsky or the other lad, uh, me, had their head straight away. Within the first three minutes, they're giving away one of the cheapest like cross and finishes by Antonio that I've seen probably since the one of the first games in the Prem this season. Like, man, it was dog shit. <laughs> well, people like to people like to kind of over romanticize because Burnley are like well in that box. They're well in their box, aren't they? People I think people tend to get carried away with the notion that because they are like an aerial team who like deal with crosses very well, that that means that they never miss one. But they are like you know, Ben Mee and James Tarkowski, they're not fucking Sergio Ramos and, you know, Ruben Diaz, are they? True, like, obviously, true. they're going to make mistakes. You know, they made a mistake, but, you know, but I, I, I back four and Pope, I think, are absolutely top top half of the table level. I think they're great. It's You can afford to, to concede goals like that, really, if you have players who can score goals. If you have, you know, if you have enough of the ball, which we did, we had that most of the possession. If you have enough of the ball, you know, surely you should be able to convert that to chances and goals. But just saying that too often we're having to depend on like scraggy, shitty goals, like Chris, like Ashley Westwood, like scoring directly from a corner and like people <laughs> chucking it in and, you know. So you can take that, you can take that mistake, but, you know, because that's going to happen with like an otherwise good defence in the season. But you just have to be able to score goals. I'm feeling just, just about the takeover because I didn't really get to talk about it before. Like, go on, why don't you tell us like what the problems are with it and then I can respond to it. You boys read the Athletic article or you want, or you want me to... No? I signed up to the Athletic like four months ago and I literally haven't read anything on it. 
It was when it was a quid a month, right? And you were pressuring me to get it. And I got it and I'm actually loving it, to be fair. Mate, two but... more months and I'd have been able to get a pint with the money I've spent on that thing. <laughs> oh, mate, it's going to be longer than two months before you can get a pint, mate, yeah, in a pub. <laughs> Sorry, go on, go on. Um, essentially, what I saw was in the article that it was American ownership. Uh, basically, the club wasn't in debt at all when they've, when they've made the takeover bid. And now it's in 80 plus million of debt, which I'd, I'll be honest, I've only, I've not properly fully read the article I've, I've i've read it to the point where i thought oh this doesn't sound too good and like you said there's the new york knicks person who uh i think it's a gm wasn't it that uh he is now part of is it the uh, on the board for you lot now yeah that's right that's which right. and when we first spoke about this and you thought what i'm pretty sure you said um james MacArthur and troy dean were like the 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 least you would expect to get him from from the takeover right has that changed your opinion now? Would you still expect yeah. that or what? I would expect, um, first of all, I, I, as I've already described, we're so far behind in terms of our like, um, resources and be able to buy people. Um, the, I, I just think that this takeover will hopefully just bring us up to a level. We'll just make, make us be able to buy five or six players that not all, you know, don't even have starters. I just like to be able to buy five or six players in a window. Um, hopefully this will enable us to do that. J- the jury's out. Alan Pace, he's come to Burnley, bless him, he's immediately caught coronavirus. Um, <laughs> he's immediately caught the COVID. Um, he's signed us up to sort of like AI scouting system. Like an hour we scout with AI, which is, I guess, that's fine. <laughs> well, I'm, people romanticise, and we, I used to enjoy being able to say, oh, you know, family-run club, we were always in the black, we're never going to debt. But as we're seeing that's not sustainable. I mean, ironically, being sustainable isn't sustainable. <laughs> because it's like, you can't, we, we can't keep purchasing at a level which is like, um, I don't know, at the level that we are, because we're going to go down, we're going to, and then go down even possibly again. Um, so we have to step it up. Hopefully this will enable us to do that without getting us into too much debt. What I did like is that he said, you know, where it's they've moved to Burnley. It's a long-term project for them. And that he, they don't really necessarily, it's not essential that they stay up. It's like it's more about getting, you know, a proper recruitment system in place. We've already started buying like cast offs of top teams. Dwight McNeil's a good example. Josh Benson is just emerging from the team. He's ex Arsenal. Mumbongo, who's like a big striker, big quick striker, who's like a like a young lad from Sweden who we've got in. So slowly they're recruiting these like younger players that I think that's been influenced by these guys who have been looming over the club for like a year. I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't think it's going to give us like crazy spending power. The, you know, the Wall Street guys, they're just going to be there to make a book. And you don't do that by, by buying fucking Joe Linton or Sebastian Halle for 40 million and then selling him for 20 million six mm. months after. No, anyway, I think I, I think all your points there, mate, are very they're quite measured in terms of because when when you have a when you have someone take over a club, like it's like we said the start jokingly, but some players like Baker, when 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 the Saudi Arabians were coming in to buy Newcastle, there was rumours of Mbappe going to Newcastle. So with Burnley, it feels like it's realistic. Go on, Baker. It was the easiest money like hack journalists ever made because they could just like Google like best footballer in the world, go down the list. Oh yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, him, him, him. It was Neymar. It was Mbappe. So in that respect, though, I guess maybe maybe the the, the American business guys is a good shout. 
But from what I saw, the other bit which I saw in the article was basically said that they had to make, I think it was 30 million a year in like profit, which is essentially like getting into like year on year profit, which is basically getting into Europe within like three years, I think it said, or four is like, and basically staying in Europe to keep the club going and keep like the not basically missing payments and stuff. And I, don't I, know. I, I can't see that that is, you know, these guys, you know, they should be smarter than we are. And even hmm. we can see that that's ridiculous. And, you know, like Mike Garlic is the guy who's run the club the last 10 years or whatever. He's he's still on the board. So it's not as if like the old guy are just kicked out. There's these guy, American guys fucking blowing bullhorns in the office. Like fucking firing t-shirts into the crowd. Um, it's like, you know... There is some black people who understand what's going on there. And I just, I I think that's probably a journalist looking at the numbers and then putting two and two together and making five. Yeah. If, if they're saying things like, we don't even have to stay up for us to be able to make our payments. I don't, yeah. I, you know, either, either they're bullshitting us or, or, or not. <laughs> Any of you boys see the game, the West Ham game? Any comments? I'm surprised I got far, this far into this episode, but <clears throat> I didn't watch any football this week. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon. I was hoping to yeah. stay quiet. Oh, no, 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 it's sound, it's sound. You're just doing editing this week, that means, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Baker, you see the game? I saw, I saw a match today and uh, I was just interested in um, Moyes, Moyes coming out and saying afterwards that this is the new West Ham. Which did I he think, say uh, that? Yeah, he did, he did. And I was like, kind of makes you think about how he doesn't really think like normal people, does he, Moyes? No, he does not. <laughs> that is a comment, just off-the-cuff comment, just... Yeah, this is a new West Ham. Mate, no offense to Burnley. You beat Burnley 1-0. It's not that's no that's no offense to them, but that's not like from what I saw, the highlights, it seemed like from what Joey said, seemed like a fairly even game. And from what Joey said, they've signed two players in the last 12 months. West Ham have I don't know how many, a lot more. So You know what? I would I, I, I cut it off at West Ham of the teams that I was gonna miss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As Jimbo would say, we're cracking on. Uh, Fulham versus Chelsea. Yeah, I got you there, did I, lad? Uh, two seconds on this one, because unless you boys have anything else you want to join in with, 78th minute strike from Mason Mount. Uh, is Frank turning the corner, or is this just a bit of a false start? I'm not really sure. Uh, Jimbo, you're shaking your head. Go on, mate. It's Fulham. I know. There we go. Is that all we need to say? There was like a, night, was like a three minute period in this game where Ca- Cavalero missed an absolute sitter, went down the other end, and they got Anthony Robinson sent off before Chelsea scored. Mm. I think I think Chelsea were just so lucky to get away with that, I thought. And, was, um, was it a sending off for Robinson? Yeah, as well, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say these days, yeah. But I didn't even see that on the highlight. I thought yeah. it was a, it was a bit of a weird one. He did go through him, but the the leading leg didn't seem to make much contact. Yeah, I think it was the, it was the it was the leg that was kind of bent to the, the side trailing. as he drove through. Yeah, the trailing leg that it's, kind of swiped him out. The contact made as Aguero, who wasn't the biggest guy in the world, do like a full on front flip. It never looks good when that happens, especially in slow mo. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. And the thing is, like VAR, that's the quickest VAR I've ever seen. He barely he walked over the screen, like literally went from the out off, off, off again. So yeah, so keep on doing that. That's good news. So I, I haven't been watching much Chelsea, if I'm honest, but. Does anybody have, has anybody seen any evidence to suggest that Timo Werner, Hakim Ziyech or Havert are not just uh, imposters, like, like basically like impersonators of, of, of famous footballers? <laughs> <laughs> I say, I've seen, a, I've seen a, a 
fair bit, mostly in Champions League live of Chelsea this year. And I can say Ziyech is Ziyech is a player. Like he's yeah. definitely a player. Yeah. The other two are just I think they're confidence players, like big time. I think when Werner Werner was in uh, when he played for Stuttgart before he even went to Red Bull Leipzig, he'd be in and out of the team and he'd he'd go on these ridiculous runs of scoring, but then not score for ten games, twelve mm-hmm. games. He's just he's such a streaky player. And at the minute he's at the minute he's so low on confidence. He had a he had a one on one right at the end of this game and he fucking screwed it a mile wide. It was really he's really in the he's really not working from looking out for him. What is it about Chelsea? You've got Adrian Shevchenko, Fernando Torres, Timo Werner. It's like where <laughs> fucking ace strikers go to die. Doesn't matter, man. They're getting Haaland, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that's not going to happen. That, that can't happen. That just... I mean, if it ah, did... He's a Leeds fan. He's going to oh. Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he played brilliant football then. I've heard they play great football, don't you? I've also heard that. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think I think Baker's probably hit on something with work with Werner, isn't it? Like he, he's always been strike. If he's always been streaky, then he's always you know it doesn't matter what plays he's got around him. He can't score. He can't score, right? I mean, at the like the overarching point is they should be smashing games like this. Yeah, not scraping yes. them. Absolutely, hundred percent, man. Anyway, we we go on. We go on. This is the, I'm going to let Baker take lead on this one. Leicester versus Southampton. I saw some highlights, but it, James Madison scored an. Act Absolute peach. Go on, mate. I, said, I want to ask your opinions on this because his, his goal was really good I've got to say and it was a really I think it was a really high quality competitive game without a ma- massive amount of happening but they were they're both really well drilled they play good football um, but Madison's celebration I thought he was taking the piss BT's post-match video on YouTube is set the title was literally James Madison oozes class just for doing that one thing and I thought he was taking the piss but not celebrating what did he do? He, ba- he scored and then he ran out and then he went like this and basically stood by himself because you're not allowed yeah, to get allowed to touch yeah, yeah. I thought he was a massive fuckboy. Same. Yeah, that's what, that's what I did, think. Did they not? It was. Wasn't he? Wasn't he just massively taking the piss? That's, that's what, what I thought. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. It was a good game. It was a good game. And uh, and uh, it was. Uh, oh, Harvey Barnes. Oh, Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this from? Where is this on the internet? Where the yeah. hell is this from? Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a video of Harvey Barnes scoring an equaliser, and they've just like. Dubbed over the top of it, and he goes, "Oh, Harvey Barnes, <laughs> Harvey Barnes, he is—he's banging them in this season, though, isn't he? Ten in the Prem this season for him. Go on, Joey. What, what is it about Harvey Barnes that <laughs> ma- makes him not attract the attention that someone like James Madison does, despite the fact that he's clearly he's incredibly direct, he's very exciting." Scores goals. What's not to like? Joey, do you want to take my job, mate? Because this is basic. You're you're better yeah, at this than me. Like <laughs> so that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, why? Why is he not? He's only had one England like start or one. We was in the last England setup. Like Baker, why is why is he not getting picked up? Jimbo, why is he not getting picked? Go on, Baker. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I think Madison probably takes probably he's he's a different kind of player. Madison is a is a flashier player for a start. Madison has I think he's he's got a bit more sort of like fluidity about him. He's much more sort of in tight spaces. Whereas Barnes, I mean I, I love watching Barnes because he just fucking tears down the wing and smashes it really hard. What's again? What's not to like? But I don't know, I don't know really. I think also I mean, if, he's, if he's young and English, I think what, what's keeping people away is that he would I've, cost a fucking ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, I've I've got a opinion. I've got an opinion. Go on. Um, I think it's because Harvey Barnes is actually a Burnley boy. He was born in. Oh, here we go. Stirring the pot. Go on, Joey. 
And there's this, you know, sensational media bias against Burnley. <laughs> no deal Brexit Burnley. Ooh. <laughs> yes, Jerry. I've heard, he, I've heard he really wants to play with Dale Stevenson. So. <laughs> Uh, you know what, mate? Who knows? I, 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 I do wonder that, though, I must admit, because, like you said, I mean, maybe maybe Madison is a little bit technically better, but, but I mean, Barnes, like you said, Barnes is bagging goals at 23, like, to ha- only have one England, st- or one uh, cap in the England setup is, yeah, it's kind of a bit of a slap in the face. What's, um, Baker, did you watch this whole game? Yeah. What was my boy James Ward-Prowse saying? Was he, was he on form as huge? Yeah, no, he was all right. He was all right. He was. I think there wasn't like a proper standout player to this game. It was just like a really competitive, decent game to watch. Both teams about, have pretty similar styles, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so the one thing I noticed about Southampton is how the press that they, that Hassan Hut has got them doing. You see, they they like they they sort of set traps for teams. They don't do anything. But well, the opposition brings the ball to sort of the halfway line, and suddenly they'll snap and they'll all fucking swarm. And they are so fucking well drilled. It's quite good to watch. They're, they'll be Southampton will be absolutely fine. Leicester yeah, will be yeah, absolutely yeah. fine. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Leicester will stick it out in the top four, but. Well, that we keep saying this though, and they're still there. Well, we said that last year, and then they just fuck, they fucked on the last day. Yeah, Joey, go on, mate. Chip in on this debate. Are are Leicester real title contenders or not? Um, it depends what Man City do in the next three or four weeks, because I think Man City are the only title contenders now, Mm. based on the last few weeks. Just just looking on that, you know, they just they just just dominant, aren't they? Man United aren't dominant, but they're getting results. Liverpool look blunted. Somehow they've got like a malaise hanging over them. Um, I think it's Man City to lose, and unless something changes with them, like some key injuries, I don't think anyone else is in the title race. That's my... No, that's fair enough, mate. I agree. That is that is fair enough. Uh, right, I will, I will say, I will say, how how long is it before Jan Bestegaard gets sold to Man United for ninety million pounds? <laughs> oh mate that's coming isn't it that is yeah. coming like they they i mean it's it's probably already in the pipe works they've probably already got this summer deal started mate but i mate i i'd, I'd be more after my boy james or browse i'd be i'd be happy to have him just pinging balls in and around with brute mate imagine him and bruno playing together that'd be naughty no i don't want to yeah yeah anyway right uh sunday 3-1 Spurs against Sheffield United. Jimbo, was it was it just a standard result? Two goals from Kane and an absolute peach from uh, Undembele. Yeah. You absolutely lost your head, didn't you? Go on, mate. Oh, mate, the goal was nuts. I mean, there's not a lot, a lot to say about this. I've got two, a couple of points on this game, but not a whole lot to say about it. But that goal is worth talking about. Like, it was an, unbelievable. And I, fuck Graham Souness, man. He definitely <laughs> won. Fucking goal of the year, that fucking... Puskus, mate. Get it. That's new name of the podcast, Fuck Graham Soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was good. I mean, it's Sheffield United and it bottom of the table, so I wouldn't read into it too much, but this is how I'd like us to play games now and not score and sit back and switch off and concede a, a late equaliser or a late winner. Um, it's how I'd want to see us play from now on. I don't know if it'll happen. Kane, Kane had some interesting comments after the game. Oh, did it? Go on. In um, Jose hadn't been telling them to sit back like and that's the exact words from his mouth so read into that what you will but we scored we went ahead we looked fucking great there was a period of 10 to 15 minutes where we started to look like we were sitting back a little bit and giving them a bit of space they equalized and then we just killed the game and that's how i want to play without the equalizer (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. In it, man. Bye. But having said that, like I said, it's Sheffield United, so I wouldn't read too much into it. It might be very different next game. We've got a very difficult run coming up, though. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. seen this. We've got um, Liverpool on the 28th, then Chelsea, City, West Ham, Burnley, Arsenal. Ooh, There's yeah. one game in there I'm not too worried about. I'll let you guess which one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with maybe... Okay. Liverpool, mate. Yeah. Is that all we want to say? I mean, I've, I've after... Got, I've got a question oh, for you, Broom, actually. Um, how mm. does it feel from a Man United fan's perspective? Do you perceive the Mourinho tenure at, t- at Spurs to be like a ticking time bomb where, you know, there's glimpses of optimism and, and like little runs where they do well but you know and ultimately they're going to be fucking depressed in about 10, in about 12 months Joey it's all up here mate it's all up here it's in the memory bank I remember this there's a little there's a little moment where where Zlatan scores a screamer and you're like Hoo-hoo-hoo! Mourinho is the best manager in the world and then there's a cold Wednesday night against Chelsea where you're playing uh, what fucking Anders Herrera and someone else at centre-back and you're like, what? what is going on here, Mourinho? Why are you playing three at the back with two centre... Oh, McTominay and Hend- and uh, Herrera in the back three. You're like, oh, God, this is this is not good. Go on, Jimbo, you got your hand I, up. I, I just, yeah, I just want to make a counter-argument. And I'm not saying I don't agree with that. I think it's probably the more likely outcome. But if you look at it from respect of when he was at United... Well, what is two most famous blow-ups? They're United and Chelsea, yeah? Yeah. So Real, Real when he poked a guy in the fucking eye, uh, the Barca coaching staff. That was a pretty big blow up as well, but that's a massive club as well. If, that, if that's what you're going down, go on. Jim. Yeah, I was going to say like the, those two clubs going into those clubs, whether it's his first or second tenure at Chelsea, like there was massive pressure to win things, huge clubs, huge budgets, pl- any player you want, like this massive amount of of expectation in him. And I don't feel like that we we have that same expectation we're Spurs mate we haven't won anything in years like yeah, but. like he's not he can't go out and buy all the players he wants and he there's not this expectation to win X amount of trophies every year so mm-hmm. I think there will be a blow up yeah he is but I think there will be a blow up but I maybe it'll be a little further down the line than normal maybe you guys this is going to sound super patronising I'm not even going to say that no go on say it I, I can take it I can take maybe, it maybe you guys just have more like yeah like of a leeway with not winning something whereas at United or at Real or at Chelsea Chelsea especially but at United we haven't fucking won anything ages so I'm not even going to say it. but Chelsea and Real definitely like they have massive pre- if, if Real don't win the, the something every year it's like the, the head's on the block isn't it so yeah, yeah. maybe you're onto something man but Joey you answered you asked the question mate and yeah up here mate I'm thinking Zlatan Screamer and then a fuck up on the other end I'm thinking Mourinho is that what you think as well mate a little bit yeah I just remember feeling like I was the child in an unhappy divorce for about (laughs) six months watching Man United (laughs) it was horrible so bad Um, but yeah Spurs exciting team did you watch the Amazon documentary by the way James yeah yeah. what were your your take homes from that Uh, enjoyed it felt it was very sanitised would have liked to have seen a little bit more drama in that but Levy and and Yosei had their hands on that before I went out definitely at the end of the day you got to remember that that Levy's in the editing suite saying no get rid of that get rid (laughs) of that no don't want that I don't know it is what it is I thought it was quite interesting but I wasn't expecting Expecting like warts and all documentary making. It made me like Mourinho more. I yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, I'd say it's definitely better than the Man City one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the Man City because I mean the Spurs one was a bit was felt a bit sanitized, but the Man City one was like, oh god, it was it was unbearable to watch. It was so fucking glossy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah, and, really everything, and everything went perfect. They won pretty much every <laughs> game and got hundred points. So, and it was also yeah. quite a good drama chunk of it was, Quite a good chunk of it was just talking about who the fuck they were going to buy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one last point on this before we move on. I thought um, Mourinho's comment after the game saying that uh, Undembele is like it's an example that any player can get back into the setup. Like they can, you know, they can force a way back in. That was definitely aimed at Ali, wasn't it? Just straight yeah, up. Yeah, I think so. Like there's obviously something not quite working there, whether it's Ali's motivation or, or ability to train, or I'm not really sure. The, the, the games when he has played in the FA Cup and uh, some Europa League games, he's looked really fucking good. So there's obviously something going on. He's a bit, I don't think his ability is in question. Maybe it's his more his motivation. I mean, he looked quality against Marine, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the documentary touched on it a bit, didn't he? Because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yozo was caught calling him out for being a shit trainer constantly. Yeah, he said you're lazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I could go on about it for hours, but. I'm sure you don't want me to. What's um just to get a little insight? What's Baker Senior? Uh, if you don't know, Joe, Alex Baker's dad is a very big uh, season ticket holder at Spurs. Loves it. Yeah. So, what's his opinions now? Is he, you know, is he is he loving it still? What does he have any opinion on Ali? What does he share any of that with you? What's going on? Nothing. Well, he hasn't shared what he thinks about Ali. No, I think he's still he's got he's got a long memory, my dad. So I think he's he never quite a hundred percent gets behind Mourinho. And it was quite funny to watch them when Tottenham were top, trying to like deal like trying to wrestle with himself to find something negative to say but now now he's that, was, that must have been a short week and a half <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's um he's i think he's fine i mean he's he supported tottenham to know that these last 10 15 years have been the best time for tottenham in his in his adult lifetime yeah yeah for, for, for ages because tottenham i mean i still remember tottenham growing up would were mid-table at best Rob, I mean, Robbie I, Keane, Pedro Mendes in that midfield, mate. They were they mate, were the glory days. Timu Tainio, do you remember him? Oh, I remember him. This thing started with Martin Yol, but and then went on to ended up with um, Pochettino now Mourinho. But it's, uh, this is this is Spurs is like halcyon days, big time. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And I was I think it's quite funny how all these talk, all this talk of like the Super League. You remember me having that, that um, restructuring. And Spurs are always like assumed they're going to be in with the big lot. And you think, like, if you're if you're basing that on what you've won, why should they be? Do you know what I mean? If mm. if you go if you go in on history, which is what they're based, what they're ostensibly basing it around, Spurs have like in the modern era turned themselves into a big club now because I think that's the way people think of them. Yeah. Without without a massive takeover and without yeah. hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds. Yeah. So um, it's quite just, impressive. Just to end on a positive note on this game. Uh, just a few facts off the top of my head that might give some Spurs fans a bit of hope. Uh, we've only conceded four goals from open play this season. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah. But does that also point to really needing to sort out free kicks and corners? Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, yeah. So we need a set-piece coach. But then at the other end of the pitch, we're one of the top teams for a big chances created as well. So if we can fucking shut up shop against set-pieces and corners and that, like, we'll be laughing, mate, honestly. Mate. So so it happens. Go on, Joey. Just yeah, I think one thing that really annoys me when I listen to other podcasts, football podcasts, is when people don't get so transfixed on the bigger team who won and don't talk about the other team. So with that in mind, <laughs> how sh- how shit is Sheffield United? <laughs> oh mate. We oh, we, we, we don't even honestly, mate, we don't even talk about them anymore. It's got to a point 
where about two or three weeks ago, we actually just said we're consigning them to it. It's gone. Like, even though we won against against Newcastle, go on, Baker, go on, jump in, mate. I'm just going to say, I said this to you the other day, beating Newcastle is not a sign of revival, ever. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so, so we, we lost to Derby when they got 11 points. We were the only game they won. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> them beating us is A, not a surprise, and B, not a sign they're going to miraculously rise from the dead. They are fucked. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> it's over. It's over. I mean, if yeah, if you'd have come on two or three weeks ago, Joey, I was actually kind of still on the Chris Wilder train of he might pull it around. He might pull it around a gym every week and bake. We're like, I don't know, mate. I don't know. And I've I've, I've consigned it's, them now. It's over. And no, I just uh, jump in oh. with a little live update on the match. Oh, uh, you have less percentile points than minutes on the clock, mate. And there were twenty six minutes in. <laughs> What, what, possession? Possession. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce <laughs> Go on, Joey. What were you going to say about... Um, what's I, I think what I was going to say was... I, I, I think Burnley... There's a lot of parallels between Burnley and Sheffield United. And um, I think... I, I wouldn't jump off the Wilder train necessarily. I think he got fucking blood from a stone last year. And no, I think 100%. That, I think that's... That, yeah, and, it, it, you know... I, I even looked at their transfers and tried to make a compelling argument that they were a bigger powerhouse than Burnley financially, but I couldn't quite do it. Jack they got Rod- Saudi, Saudi owners, haven't they? They have, yeah. But I yeah. don't think they're the kind that are very rich. No, I don't think they're a shake, no, yeah. No. I mean, I mean, they brought in Jack Rodwell, so... To be fair, there is, there's always something to be said for sticking by the manager that got you up, because Norwich, I mean, Norwich right now, top of the championship, yeah. fucking terrible. Norwich looks sick, man, don't they? they and, it's, really- and, and, and that's particularly true when that manager has a very strong identity, which has proven yeah. effective mm. in the past. That's sack, it's not working now, but that's why I think going just going back to Wolves, Nuno isn't gonna lose his, even if he fucking went down, I think they'd stay with him just because of how strong his style as a player. No, no chance in hell Wolves are going down. Oh no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying honest though, I'd back I'd I'd back Sheffield United to go down and then come up again straight away. Yeah, yeah. If you keep Wilder, I could see it, man. I really I think could. I think Brewster's going to pop in twenty goals in the championship next year, and then he'll come back and he might it'll it'll be like a Bamford. He'll score a few in the Prem when he yeah, comes back up. I hope so. I feel sorry for that kid. <laughs> yeah. United versus Liverpool. The disappointment that it was a nil-nil, but for me, it was actually one of probably the best games of football in probably the past five years. Two days. Maybe maybe not PSG when we beat um or But, mate, for tension, Baker's looking at me like I've actually just shit on his chips. What are you doing? <laughs> I, th- I thought for tension as a United fan, it was so, it was so anxious. Yeah, when it's nil-nil, it's still yeah. like your arse, is, your arse is dropping out. At the 85th minute, that someone could just F- Firmino or what's his name, um, Salah, Mane, anyone just gets a touch on it and it's in, like it's over, isn't it? Like it took game... 63 minutes for United to have a shot on target, man. How is it the best game you've watched in five? <laughs> it's for tension, for tension, for anxiety, for Fuck like your tension, mate. Oh, I'll take mate. goals every day of the week. This 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 happens every single time with this game. I swear it happens every single time. You watch well, like adverts for it, and it's like the second coming of Jesus. Like it's like, 
cure all your diseases. You're going to be rich. It's going to be the best day of your life. And it's like the last... Like, you could have three of the last five have been nil-nil. And like, it's not even surprising. All right, the last nine, mate, have been nil-nil. <laughs> it's fucking atrociously boring. It is. But as as the United... Mate, it, there's nothing... Honestly, I stick by this. There is nothing worse than living to, losing to Liverpool. It's worse than losing to City, I think. Genuinely, I think it is. Like, it's just pure hatred, man. Right. It's where it's where these nil nils are coming from, isn't it? It's it's, yeah. it's the tension, it's the caution that they're all playing with. I I would say to you though, what, what do you think about this room? Um, I think there was a few very very worrying signs for Man United in that game. Notably, Bruno has influences fading rapidly. He seems to when he got subbed off for Mason Greenwood, see his hand when Mason Greenwood tried to shake his hand. He went like this. Yeah, he did like the Pope did to Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> And also Rashford, I love I love the man Marcus Rashford. I think he actually lacks some fundamental football skills. I think he's mm. fast. He's got great application, great attitude. His passing's poor. His his yeah, heading, yeah. he can't head the ball. His fundamentals are poor. Um, and also Martial, how long is it going to take for them to realize for them deciding? Ooh, striker, left wing. What is he? Mm. If you don't know by now, he's not good enough to play. No. Mate, mate, we could have a whole podcast about my opinion on Ollie and what the fuck is going on at Man United. But at the moment, I'm just going to be happy that we got a nil-nil against Liverpool and we're still top of the league. But uh, all the points you've just made, mate, are 100% valid, especially one about Marshall. Go on, Baker, jump in, mate. To be fair, I think it's the first time Liverpool haven't scored against a home, op- home opponent in 43 games or something like that. So... Yeah, I mean, what, one thing you can take away from it is that Solskjaer has got you has got you pretty tight. So that's yeah. that, that, that's a positive. No, like, don't get, don't get me wrong. I think... And he's still he, top. He's, no, no, no. He's got something. Ollie has something. I just, as a Man United fan, and maybe I'm just a big mouth gob on a stick, but I just don't understand, like, what he is doing. How, like Jim said to me, like that I said to him, a lot of the players which we still have, apart from like Maguire, uh, Wambasaka, and um, Bruno, they're the only players which which Ollie's really brought in, which have made a massive impact in the team. Like, but somehow he's managing to take them from where we were under Mourinho, which is complete and utter like collapse, to challenging for the title. And I know we were challenging for the title under City, but when we like when we finished second, but that was never really a challenge. Like that was City blowing people away. One interesting thing, and I, ne- I know I bring up Gary Neville quite a lot on this podcast, but I did hear him. <laughs> he was saying, you're never going to get a season like where City and Liverpool, the past two or three, where they've been so dominant, where you're having to get 100 points to win the league. This season, especially, you're going to 85 points is probably you're going to win the league on. Like, so in that respect, I think who knows what's going to happen. I, I I still United are not going to win the league for me, but who knows? Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to ask you every week now while United are in the top four: Are United going to win the league? And you're saying no, no. Okay, still get to the last week, mate, and you maybe you'll still be top, and you'll probably still be like, nah. <laughs> I, I don't know what the next fixtures are because I I do a podcast, but I'm shit at researching, obviously. <laughs> um, I think- Go on, Joey. Just to bring it back to the game itself, I think there are some talking points from it, I mm. think, that deserve saying. Um, people made a big deal about Shaw's performance, and I think Shaw has been, yeah. you know, Shaw is, is, is just demonstrated to the world the importance of competition because you, as soon as Tellers has come in, suddenly he's the player he, we thought he could be. Uh, and Tellers is a good player. Get this well. guy on again. Get know, this mate. guy on again. <laughs> he's like a better Graham Soonis, man. <laughs> 
you just mentioned three players who, have ch- who are fundamentally different from when Marino was there. I'm also going to throw uh, McTominay into that because I think McTominay has become in that time one of the best box-to-box midfielders in the league. Oh, mm-hmm. he's, he is last night. He was class. He did. He picked the ball up one time. One time he like he like he like dispossessed Salah. Did like a little shimmy on the outside of his own box, and then just like squirted one forty yards across the pitch. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, for hey. me that that was it. I was that's why I watched it really for that moment. <laughs> on the other side of the pitch, though, I want to give a shout out to to Thiago and Shakiri. Never played together before. <laughs> Look fucking great. Hey, them boys are naughty. Thiago is an unreal player. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely mate. unreal player. Especially hey, for he, the price they got him for. Yeah. Shakiri should be playing for a Premier League team every single day of the week. It really upsets me that players like him and Giroud are just sat there. Mm. On the yeah. Bench. Burnley, get that fucking bid in, mate. Yeah. Get that <laughs> bid in, Shakiri, <laughs> mate. Sign him up. <laughs> um, no, nah, I've, I've got, I've, like, like Baker said, just want to reinforce Thiago. Is literally one of the naughtiest midfielders like going. But did he you looks hear... like a fucking serial killer as well? I love it. He looks so <laughs> yeah. good. With that haircut, well, just a shaved head you... now. Yeah. Do you see his and... eyes when he like when he like any time a foul is given against him? He's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that the rock. Yeah, man. I can smell what Thiago's <laughs> cooking, mate. <laughs> one thing I know we've been mentioning Graham Sooners a lot in this pissed me off unbelievably about Graham Sooners. Did you hear what he called Tiago in the pre-match bit? Baker, you probably know what his proper name is. I'm going to try it. It's He called him Alcastar or some or Alcastar <laughs> or however, whatever his first name is. It must, have been, it, must have been, it must be bad for you to be taking the piss out of someone's pronunciation. I know, mate. <laughs> but then, but then I, I said, I was like, what? Why is he calling him that? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's Tiago, isn't it? And I was like, Alcantara. Alcantara, that's it. Yeah, but he yeah. called him that. And I was like, no one calls him that, Graham Soonish, you freak, mate. Just call him Tiago. <laughs> that's what his name is. But anyway, we're, we're off that. Um, yeah, I think I think one big shout, which I want I thought Aaron Wambasaka and Shaw, I wouldn't have said this 12 months ago, but they were better than Robertson and, and Trent Alexander-Arnold by not a, a massive amount, but I thought they were better than them. I do want to say that Aaron Wambasaka looks like a beached fish sometimes. The way he <laughs> flops around when he's <laughs> like torpedoes himself into the <laughs> Mate, you don't call him the spider for nothing. Like, he's, he's got eight legs because the defenders can't get around him. Man, I love honestly. it. I he, love is, it. he is sick. He is honestly one of the best. <laughs> about. Yeah, mate, I love him. I have got so much time for that lad. And you know what, boys? We're probably going to be talking about this again next weekend because <laughs> Sunday, 5pm, thanks to Peter Crouch, it's uh, Liverpool versus Man United in the FA Cup fourth round. Oh, so, shit. Um, <laughs> that'll at, least, be, uh, at, least, at least one of you has to win that one. Exactly. This is what I said. I, li- what I said to my housemate, I like the fact that we, we, we've got to go to penalties even. It's got to be a finisher at some point, right? So yeah, it goes to penalties and Bruno's like, yes, here we go. No, he can't, <laughs> mate, I want him taking all five. <laughs> um, on to the next one. Uh, City versus Palace. And as Joey said earlier, I think City have got the bit between their teeth, aren't they now? Um, just to mention a few, what a goal from Gundogan. That was absolutely filth. And again, uh, Sterling's free kick was naughty, wasn't it, as well? So, Baker, you want to hop on this? What do you think, man? I, know, I just think, I remember saying 
saying they look scary when they played Chelsea the other week and they just look it's, it's one of those games someone, I was listening to the radio this game actually and someone pointed out before the game is that they think that when a team's like really in the groove opposition teams will turn up to play them having already lost in their heads do you know what I mean they'll, they'll go to Man City and they'll say oh, just, 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 just try and get out of here with a 2-0 let's go and Palace were without Wilf Zaha, which basically means they were without a lot of their attacking impetus to start with. I think City, City are just, they just look not unstoppable because I think there's still a, like a tiny chink in their armour, but I mean, they're, they're, they're the favourites now, aren't they? Imagine what it's going to be like. You know, say they go out now and they sign. I mean, I mean Haaland, probably not going to be Haaland, but just imagine that they go out and sign like a recognised centre forward and just fucking bangs them in. They're just going to be far, far, far away from anyone else again, which is hot, which is shit, really, because City is such a shit club. Yeah. Yes, Baker. I could Baker smiles as soon as he heard that. Baker loves it. He just the oil barons. He loves it. It is though, isn't it? They've run the club well, but I mean, don't yeah, don't pull that thread, Daniel. Be it will be. (laughs) (laughs) The whole jumper's getting unravelled if I pull that thread, mate. I've got to make this clear. I don't blame City fans mostly. But like, no. Oh, it's, not, it's not their fault. They don't have a choice in this, do they? It's no, exactly. For better or worse, it's their club. But no. One or two things we need to mention, though. I mean, Stones, he's he's making that England side, isn't he? I mean, I hate bringing You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? But you'd you'd yeah. hope so. Him and Diaz, one goal conceded in the last 10 games. That's absolute he's, madness. He's, he's only 26. I know. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I just was Googling him yesterday and fuck me, 26. Like, it's got like, oh, mate, it's so long left, isn't it? Like, uh, Good five, six years left at the top, I'd say. I, do you think that he's really, you know, take away Ruben Diaz and a, a being in a team that completely dominates games on possession, e.g. being playing for England instead, do you think that he then becomes a bit of a liability? I, I can't, I don't think that he has completely eradicated all errors from his game. I don't know if you can. No. You know? I think that he just looks like he's just been, they've distilled like what he does. Because I think he used to worry so much about being progressive that he'd do, he'd do mad shit on the ball all the time and try and like, he'd be on the edge of his penalty area. A little Craven's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think Diaz Diaz's influence and Diaz's sort of presence alongside him, he's, it's calmed him down. And now, if he needs to smash it, he'll fucking smash it. Which I is think good. maybe in the England setup, if you had a Maguire like an absolute, just put your foot through it. If you if you're doubting it next to him, like it might actually help. To be fair, but put your foot through it all the time. Yeah, yeah. literally, or put your head on it every single time. Slab it. So three three foreheads that man. <laughs> I think. I think what the England setup needs to do is they just need to get that get a, a well-known formula in place. Just pick it up and put it in the England setup. Completely settle back five. For example, Nick Pope, Ben Mee, James Sarkowski, Tyler <laughs> Taylor, and Matt Lawrenson. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect yeah. 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 We ain't we ain't conceding the header. I was telling you that. <laughs> just to work off that base, and then you can have like Phil Foden, exactly. Grealish, and just anyone else. But the defense is sorted, mate. There's nothing going from the full backs. But then three or so four at the back are so solid, right? You maybe can have, maybe you can we have could six centre forwards. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon England could probably get away with playing a team just of right backs and attacking midfielders. We've and got we enough fucking. We've right got back. enough. Yeah. Probably be all right, you know. Arsenal, Newcastle. What what's going on, mate? What's the score? What are we uh, saying? Nil nil. Forty two minutes gone. Is it classic Brucey ball? I mean, it sounds like a combination of classic Brucey ball and classic Arteta ball, which is a recipe for fucking boredom. <laughs> Just a big messy salad. <laughs> <laughs> can you think, just yeah. can you 
distill for me what it's like being a Newcastle fan at the moment. What, what's the main gripe? Because you're established. Rabbit hole, rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. Yeah. Basically, in long story short, is I think Bruce is not a good man, not a good enough manager for any Premier League team, not just Newcastle United. Um, I think he's 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 he handles himself well. I think he's a nice bloke, but Newcastle don't. We're just we're just a fucking zombie corpse club. We're not we don't want to. We're not going forward. We're just sort of slowly seeping backwards. We just exist, you know what I mean? There's nothing, there's nothing to look forward to. It's just, it's just constantly depressing. And Brucey's football is fucking atrocious. I don't want us to get beat five 0 by going out and attacking, but there are other coaches with worse squads who can attack and show you how to do that. Graham Potter, Brighton squad's not a million miles better than ours. M- much better football. Leeds' squad's probably a bit better than ours, but not miles. Oh, better. Leeds, Jimbo, Leeds. <laughs> but you know, you know, you know what I mean. No, it's I just, do know exactly no, what you mean. Saying. But, but I, I would, I would argue that uh, Callum Wilson, you know, recruiting Wilson, Fraser, uh, San Maximan, Elmiron. I would say that I would argue that resembles progress. Yeah, no, that, it resembles progress for sure. But then when you you're telling them to play shite football, they're not going to stay. San Maximan can only stay for so long. Being told, right, we're going to whack the ball over your head, and you just run around after it. Because Sam Maximan is a good player who would fit into quite a few teams. Almiron's a good player who would fit into quite a few teams. They won't fucking stick around to be bored shitless every week and lose anyway. That's the right. one. One little complex between you two, which I, which sort of got brought up. Jeff Hendricks, like Baker, you think for you, Jeff Hendricks, like what would you say, like because Joey says that it's, it's one of the best attacking players for for Burnley, but to you, you you would just say that it's a a nothingness, right? I just uh, it's fine. He's a centre midfielder. He'll do. He'll do what he does. All right, stop staring, Daniel. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's what I wanted. <laughs> um, no, I think I think Jeff. There's, there's a there's a player there, but our midfield doesn't really exist. It's just there to sit in front of the defence and kick balls <laughs> away. That's all it does. And we have yeah, we right. have like we've got Shelby. I think I know for all the jokes about him, he's a good long passer of the ball. You can build you can build attacks with him around. Lord of the Pings, mate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And Hendrick's been brought in as our as our like number ten attacking midfielder, and like he never gets the ball. He never gets the ball in the opposition half. He'll get it, and then yeah. he'll be like, "Oh fuck, right." Callum yeah. Wilson needs a run again. Just boot over the top. Yeah, he's he's also that. he's also not really actually that good. When I say he was, <laughs> when I, when I, for Burnley. Um, some extra little bits. No, we're like, calling it extra time now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh. Extra time, mate. I'm liking it. Um, what, what's what, what have we got here? Baker. Fucking COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shout. Good shout. Good shout. Yeah. What What do we think? What do we think about COVID safe celebrations? Like, obviously, with James Madison, but on the whole, like, because I'll be honest, it did kind of piss me off when Pogba scored, and then um, what's his name shook hands with Bailly in the in the I think it's in the Burnley game. He like he did some weird handshake with Bailly, and I was like, a bit unnecessary, isn't it? Like, uh, doesn't doesn't your team have to score goals to celebrate? One one yeah, one goal each. Well, game. Not you. I meant there's limit. Might be limited opinions in in this Zoom. Oh, show. true, true, true. Yeah, I don't really know what that feels like. <laughs> 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 the, point, the point that that sort of gets me about it is like I get. The optics of it and i get they should be setting an example but like every single corner and there are what 10 12 corners a game the players are all over each other 
Yeah. Way more. Yeah. Way more than the arrow celebration. So then I don't. I, I don't see. It's not going to like make the fucking rate drop. Also, they're probably they're probably some of the most tested people in the country. Yeah. And they'll be very soon. They'll be getting vaccinated and all that. Like, if anyone can fucking hug, it's probably them. Yeah. And it might yeah. be quite nice for the millions of people sat at home to watch people hug on the telly. It might be quite nice. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's yeah. not as if it's because it's the the grounds are empty. It's not as if they're going completely apeshit anyway. Yeah, like just let them fucking hug. Like, it's not that big a deal. And then Sam Allardyce came out and made a joke about it. Immediately made me hate it more. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever do you guys ever see Sam Allardyce on Talksport where he he put on like a fake Spanish accent and went, "Oh, my name is Aladicio," and was just like <laughs> whining because he couldn't get a Premier League job because his name wasn't Aladicio. It was absolutely oh, awful. Mate. Sorry, uh, that's, a, that's an extra. That's an extra point. No, I love these. I love <laughs> these nuggets, mate. Give me some more. <laughs> Phil Neville confirmed as the Inter Miami manager, which is wow. talk about fucking oh, the, having the door held open for you. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Nepotism at the exactly, highest exactly, level, isn't it? He's not exactly earned it, has he? No. <laughs> um, so, uh, don't know if you guys saw it just before we came on on air. Um, Premier League confirmed um, thingy subs, uh, concussion subs. Oh, have they? Yeah. That's good. Oh, that's really good. That is very good. Up to two a game, apparently. Up to two? Oh, man. Fair enough. That's that's really, really good news, to be fair. After yeah. after you'd seen, like, Jimbo, you sent us a photo, didn't you, of, in the, uh, of uh, Jimenez's, Jimenez's head. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. That is just, like, brutal. Horrible, isn't it? So... Yeah, no, definitely 100% back that kind of shit. Oh, also, there's, there's something else I just want to flag um, before the end. There's something happening tonight. Is um, Milan are playing Cagliari and Ibrahimovic has scored a penalty. It means he scored in the last 23 years running. It's absolutely insane. And like, I, I used to Say that again, mate. He scored in the last 23 years. And the thing is, Dan, <laughs> you, Dan you know this. Is I used to give him shit constantly because he used to fuck me off when he was when he was at Man United talking about how good he was all the time. Or no, when he went to but, LA Galaxy and thought he was literally the best striker in the world playing in the MLS. Yeah, and I used to say, oh, "Come on, shut up." But then, I mean, I, you can't argue with that. Twenty-three years running, he's still going in Syria. Can I just say as well, just for the record, um, I'm very I'm good friends with Alex Holsgrove, who's been on the show a few times. Um, West Ham fan, supposedly. I just like to express my disgust at him publicly <laughs> announcing that he did not know who Yussi Askelainen was. I'd like to dissociate myself from him entirely. Quickly, <laughs> you know, we have. Had a good run. And now it's over. Alex Holsgrove, consider yourself cancelled. <laughs> Guys, I've been saying it for 10 years. It's time to cancel Holsgrove. The man's a fraud. doesn't even know Yusuke Askeland. <laughs> Boys, I said this at the start. This was going to be a classic. And I told you it was going to be a classic. And it has been a classic. Joey, thank you very, very much, mate. It's been lovely seeing you. And it honestly, it's, you've dropped some absolute knowledge bombs on us. So thank you, mate. No, it's been a pleasure, guys. I've, I've, I've very much enjoyed myself. And um, I don't think I've got myself cancelled online either. <laughs> so that's, oh, we're that's very good. on the borderline for that most of the time. Uh, Baker, over in Didsbury, thank you very much, mate. I really appreciate it, as always. Always a pleasure, Daniel. <laughs> and Jimbo, down in London, as always, mate. Lovely to see you. Them plants Lovely are to see you too. hella big on the, on yeah, the side man. now, isn't it? Uh, you know the drill, uh, you know. Everyone knows the drill, mate. You're going to do it this week, are you? Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, follow, rate, re- review, subscribe, send us money, listen, tell friends, etc. But what are all the platforms? Because you didn't really tell anyone anything there, mate, because it's Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcast. Mate. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Uh, give us money, basically. Give us summit. Give us summit to crack grasp onto in these shit times of lockdown. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it.